Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of NGI's Hub & Flow. I'm Letitia Gonzalez, NGI Price & Markets Editor. And joining me today on the show is East Daily Analytics' Rob Wilson, Vice President of Analytics. I got the pleasure of co-presenting a natural gas winter outlook at the LDC Mid-Continent Show in Chicago last week, where Rob discussed the recent uptick in natural gas production and whether the increases will be here to stay and continue. Now, I know not everyone was able to join the Mid-Continent Show in Chicago last week, so I wanted to bring Rob on NGI's Hub & Flow to provide our listeners with his outlook on where production is growing and by how much. So Rob, thank you so much for joining NGI's Hub & Flow. Well, thank you so much for having me, Letty. I I really appreciate the opportunity to join your show and talk about the natural gas markets. Awesome. Well, let's get started. We have a lot to unpack today. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen production finally ramp up significantly. We've even touched 100 BCF per day on a couple of occasions. Now, this is the level that the EIA, in its latest short-term energy outlook, was expecting the U.S. gas market to average next year. And so we've already hit that level on a handful of days this year here in recent weeks. So this is very significant. Rob, where do you see this production actually coming from? It's a really good question. And we are finally seeing production growth hit the market in a meaningful way. And it's not just happening in the Permian. So when we look across the lower 48, it's really a handful of markets that are driving this growth. And and I'll name a few, but the Anadarko is up 8% or 0.4 BCF a day when, when we look at the residue sample in September versus the last couple of months. And in particular, we have seen activity in the stack pickup on systems like, like Inlink's plant system. We've also seen an uptick in production in what we call the Arklatex, which is essentially East Texas and the Haynesville, by another 0.4 BCF a day, as shown in the gas sample. In the Rockies, so Piance, Green River, DJ, for example, we've seen a pretty steady increase throughout the year, or at least since May, Again, another 0.4 BCF a day capacity. That one's been a little bit more gradual than the recent run-up in supply that we've seen in the Anadarko and the Arklatex. The Permian is a basin that you know I spent some time talking about when we were in Chicago, and that one's a little bit tougher because the residue sample there that's often used to track production real-time is pretty lousy. But there are other indicators that have have shown us that we, we believe there's meaningful growth, which we have seen in the residue sample, good or bad. There's other corroborating indicators that show us that, that there is growth there. So really, it's kind of when you look across the U.S. overall, we haven't seen a ton out of the Northeast yet, which you know historically has been a big driver. But the Anadarko, the Arklatex, the Rockies, and the Permian certainly have been big contributors over the last couple of months. 
Okay, well, great. Well, yeah, certainly at these high gas prices, I would imagine that the majority of U.S. basins are are in the money. So that's good to see that, you know, there's production growing across the U.S. and it's not just out of one or two basins. Do you see the market being able to sustain these higher levels, though, through the winter? I know we talk a lot about pipeline constraints, particularly in the Permian Basin, and we are seeing prices reflecting those constraints beginning next year. Same thing in Appalachia. So do you see this production growth that we've been experiencing here in recent weeks continuing through the winter season? And if so, are there any other barriers to your growth projections? So to answer answer your first question, the short answer essentially is yes, there should be the ability to sustain higher levels of of supply through the start of winter. We do see constraints hitting the the Permian. That's a little bit more into early 23, 1Q, 2Q when we see meaningful constraints. There is still some capacity in the third market of choice when you consider netback prices going up into the Midcon region. But you're correct. Like What we've been seeing or what basis tells us is that there have been periods where Pipelines flowing east to South Texas have been pretty full. That has eased at times, but certainly nearing pretty pretty consistently full pipes going east. And then going west as well, because of the hot late summer in, in Southern California, egress going west has been relatively full too. So there is capacity to grow through the end of the year north into the mid-continent markets, but it is something we're watching pretty closely. We just don't anticipate it being a, a, a real issue into until early 23. And then the only other thing I'd say is, of course, no one can predict winter weather like Yuri, but the Bakken usually has or often has a winter event that takes production offline a week or two. So weather is always an issue. It's tough to predict. But I would think that um, would be more of a factor throughout the rest of this year than constraints. Constraints we really see playing more of a a factor, slowing supply growth next year. Okay, well, that's that's good to know, especially as, you know, we're still sitting well below historical levels in, in storage. So we need all the production that we can get. So it's good to hear that we still have some room on pipes. But looking beyond the winter, you guys are pretty bullish on supply throughout next year. But I'm wondering, you know, taking a look at the forward curve, you know, just as of yesterday, the winter strip, which for the natural gas market is the November through March timeframe, we see that averaging around $7.68. But then the summer strip, which is for prices from April through October, those are averaging only about $5.45. And even the winter strip for next year, that 2023-2024 timeframe is also averaging below $6. So do you see these price levels being high enough to sustain that production growth throughout next year? So it's a really good question. It's something we're tracking pretty closely. And yeah, we are relatively bullish on the, our supply outlook. Like for for example, there are essentially six basins driving 4.6 BCF of gas growth from now through the end of 23. Now that that cannot happen because you'd get to storage levels that are above historical norms, and it's not feasible. It's not reasonable because producers would pull 
production off the market at, at lower prices if, if that were to happen. But really where we're seeing this is, like I said, across those six basins, we've seen almost 100 rig ads from the Permian, the Bakken, the Northeast, the Arklatex, the Anadarko, and, and the Eagleford. So it's really the producer activity we've seen increase throughout this year that gives us that view. Now, we do believe, you know, markets are uh, uh, usually, not, maybe not in the short term, but they are a balancing mechanism that works. And so we would expect to see producers defer or delay production coming online early 23 instead of getting to the, the high storage levels that our supply forecast currently leads us to. So I'm not sure if that answers your, your question, Letty, but yeah, based on the activity we see across those six main basins, four of which are crude targeted, that does lead us to believe that we will fill storage more through the winter months than, than we have historically. Right. Well, that's good to hear. I know that there were definitely some concerns in the market here over the past month, somewhat easing here in recent weeks. But, you know, like I mentioned, we're still sitting more than 300 BCF below the five year average. But, you know, in addition to storage, you mentioned the drilled but uncompleted well count that I know is at historic lows. So that production that you see with the rig activity will certainly go to help improve and and increase those numbers as well. But you also mentioned balance. And so that brings me to my final question. Do you think that that level of production that you guys see occurring next year, is that going to finally bring this market back into balance given the rampant demand that we've seen throughout the summer? I know a lot of that is structural, specifically when I'm talking about LNG exports. So do you see the gas market finally coming back into balance with the production growth that we have coming next year? We do. And again, this is something we're watching, you know, weekly and, and, and uh, writing or covering weekly just to basically track if the amount of supply we expect to come online is going to come online. Certainly there are elements to our forecast that could balance the, the market with higher demand. Maybe we have a brutally cold winter that takes care of excess supply that we see of, you know, two BCF a day of the four in excess supply. But you mentioned the low duck counts. I think that could be another side effect of this is there's really two types of storage, right? There's your underground storage along the Gulf Coast, predominantly anyway. And then producers could just defer bringing bringing drilled wells online as, as another form of, of storage to help the market correct. But Again, short answer to your question is we do see a balancing in, into next year where where supply catches up to the record amounts of demand we have been seeing. So, yeah, I, I think that is possible. Well, good. I, I think after the last couple of years, the, the gas market will probably appreciate some less volatility if that actually turns out to be the case. Obviously, no doubt the winter season is always an exciting time in the natural gas market. And of course, this year looks to be no different. Rob, I want to just thank you for that great insight into the supply side of the equation. We at NGI will be sure to continue staying on top of this and all news impacting the natural gas market. In the meantime, I encourage all of our listeners to visit naturalgasintel.com 
and click on Daily Gas Price Index to read my colleague Andrew Baker's story on our Winter Outlook presentation, along with several other insightful stories from the LDC conference. Once again, Rob, thank you so much for being here. Yep, thank you so much for having us, Letty. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our NGI Hub and Flow listeners. We appreciate you and wish you well. Take care. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.